Ladies and gentlemen, the timer is starting. Welcome to episode two of the English and Englishman show. Mr. English, we've made it. We made it to episode two, even though we missed some of half of the team, half of the production team, half of the company missed the birthday celebration after episode one. But that's okay. I must say, though, Mr. Mr. Griffin, it cannot, cannot be, for those who are listening to the podcast and who are not watching, I just have to describe Mr. Mr. Daryl Griffin, Mr. Englishman himself. He is looking pretty dapper. That's all I can say. Well, you know, I like to think, I mean, if you look at the screen now and those who, who can, who, who do have the misfortune of seeing us in person, um, it's all about the lighting and everything. Look, look, look at, look at Anthony, look at Mr. English here. <laughs> He's in a blue shirt in a dimly lit room. It looks very cold. It actually looks cold, like your teeth could be chattering. <laughs> Whereas I am in a nicely lit room and with warmer clothes, warmer, you know, just understand these things, Mr. English, you see. Yeah. Uh, look, thank you. Thank you very much for that t terribly sympathetic um, lesson. And, I mean, the fact that you can't, you're too cheap to, to turn on your air con, as we call A slash C, we call it air con in Australia. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're too cheap to turn on your air con has got like, nothing to do with it. It's not summer yet. No, it's summer yet. Okay. So you wear, anyway, you must, you look smart. I, I don't know if that color is, what was the color? Cerise? That's not cerise. This is brown. This isn't twilight no, cerise. Brown. No, it's brown. Yeah. Brown. Just yeah. like brown. There's no, no special like sausage brown or, or walnut brown. Walnut brown sounds like, or it's not, it's not um, uh, wombat brown because wombats are brown. Sort of brownie gray. No, just brown. But for those listening. Yeah. It's a velveteen. Oh, velveteen. Oh. Mm. Listen, folks, you know how we spoke about uh, last week around monetizing English and Englishmen because that's the only reason we're here. Mm. We're not interested in building relationships. We are not interested in, we don't actually care about you. We're only here to make some money out of you. We know that. So it sounds to me like Mr. Mr. Griffin has made the money and he has gone and spent it on a brown velveteen jacket meanwhile anthony is here chilly freezing to death in the middle of spring in sydney without in lighting in honesty, can't even afford a candle in honesty this jacket cost me 25 english pounds in in england uh, from h&m in, in a sale um what i've always found actually just just completely digressing um, this is a whole digression. We're up we're like 15 minutes into the thing and we've digressed. Five minutes. <laughs> the show is a digression. The show is a digression. Um, I, I find, and particularly in Australia, actually, because men generally in Australia don't dress like me. Let's be honest. I, I, um, we can be honest about that, for okay. sure. So I look for things that... I, th I look at a pair of shoes, for example, and, and think to myself, no, no Australian man would wear those. I will buy them just because it helps, you know, yes. the whole personal brand thing. Oh, yeah. Look, mate, you are the personal brand king. That's all I can say. 
When I say that's all I can say, that doesn't mean that that's all I can say. <laughs> and the rest of the show is going to be me, folks. <laughs> so, so anyway, moving on. We are going to be discussing the very important subject of overwhelm um, mm. without trying to be flippant about it at any point. But I'm sure we'll inject some humour because you can't help yourself, Mr. English. Yeah, well, you can, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But before we get to that, let's... let's look at you know what what has made you happy this week that's happened on linkedin well for me the biggest the biggest thing were connections i made two connections with people not actually with people sorry they are they are people but i didn't make the connections with them as in between them and me i made them the connections between them and somebody else it just occurred to me wow my brain space is that's prime real estate. I don't know if that's true of you, Daryl, but it is true of me. If somebody is turning up in my head, then they must be important. And, and so I had two people turn up in my head and I connected them. Two people who I knew very well and I connected them to each other. In fact, I can think of three instances where I did this and magic happened. In one case, um, the, the, the person was actually the other side of the world in Africa and ended up flying to New York to deal with a family, uh, a family member who had a, an emergency happening, you know, the hospital sort of thing. And, um, and now these two people, she, she actually had a friend in New York then as a result, thanks to the fact that I connected them. Um, yeah, and another one was I, weren't, I wasn't even thinking that this copywriter would be uh, a connection for, for somebody else, like as a, as a client, but she ended up taking them on as a client and it was just wonderful. So this is how it happens. It's not me going out and hunting them down. It's me connecting them to, to each other. I think this illustrates how LinkedIn works really well. I mean, that's, you know, if you think about what LinkedIn calls itself in terms of a strap, strap line, it says, you know, it says LinkedIn, the world's largest professional network. So there's a clue there that it has been created for us to be able to network with one another. And so this is just a, an, an outworking of that. The problem is, is that many people don't think of it in terms of, the the you know i think many people connect and see that as an end in itself yeah no so so what i'm really seeing here is that we're we're connecting people and when then we're and then they're connecting to somebody else as a result of us and yeah. and that's where it, that's where the magic happens it's like anybody that you're speaking to directly is not going to be your client but it's going to be your best best promoter. Yeah. So we become a, a connecting conduit. We 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 yeah other people. And you know, actually, that can be. You know, people don't forget that you've done that, and that. Yeah. You know, you it it in the whole kind of realm of of becoming better known, liked, and trusted. What better way to establish that with people in your network um by being 
you know, them focused, I guess, is probably a way of putting it. But um, what I found good this week on LinkedIn, um, and I did find something. Are you going to point me? I, I've just noticed that you've been, you've been a bit absent out of, out of my feed in the last week or so. So is that what you found good, like the lack of Anthony? I found that, you know, my, my fame from the show has already made me too busy to show up in the news. <laughs> I'm already getting calls, international calls. and um, Oh, international. You mean, you mean somebody who's like outside of Australia who's on the internet? Yeah, I think I've been, you know, I'm being recruited for the next, um, well, no, I, well, internally, Australia, I've been approached to be the next Bachelor on the Bachelor show. On the Bachelor show. Yeah, like, yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> moving right along. You know what that show is, you know, where, where, where yeah. the, I have to pass it past my wife first, of course. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there is that. You know, actually, I know I'm not technically a bachelor, but, you know, You're not technically a bachelor for the sake of um, enhancing my brand and um, exposure for my business. Perhaps you would just allow me to be um, a bachelor for a month or whatever, how long it takes to reduce the show with, with the shoes that nobody in Australia wants to buy. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't pretend to be slightly of anything other than slightly left field so anyway. um but anyway what i found good on um so amy amy jacobson jacobson amy i'm sorry i should know i only know you as amy and you know i don't need to say ms jacobson or ms jacobson but your post today um, where you introduce somebody else in your network to us as somebody that's worth connecting and getting to know, I think is a really good way to use LinkedIn. It's generous. And again, I think, you know, because Amy's not stupid, she understands that by doing that, the person that she's introducing is going to think she's the best thing since sliced bread. So I just would like to see so much more of that kind of, I don't know, networking focused use of LinkedIn. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, I, I spoke to some people recently who were struggling to write on LinkedIn. They were trying to write posts and all they could do was write posts around their specialty, their expertise. Yeah. And so what I did was I said, look, uh, let's call them um, uh, Jane and, and Bill. Okay. What I said was Jane, you can't think of posts to write and Bill can't think of posts to write. Jane, what posts should Bill write about? Give me five topics that, you know, and Bill, tell me what five posts that Jane should write about. Fantastic. And I'm like, yeah, that was done. <laughs> they started writing and, you know, they're starting to make money. It's great. That's so great. I think just that whole idea of, okay, I can't solve this simple problem for myself because I'm too close to it. But I know somebody else who's just one step removed who's able to solve it for me. This is wonderful. Well, there's an opportunity there for for the English and Englishman show audience. To get on with the topic, to get on with it. Well, no, if we actually did a kind of a, a an online Zoom meeting for everybody, yeah. with, with that thing in mind, you know, come, come with your content problems and then we'll just kind of, you know, as a group, 
we will troubleshoot and say, okay, I think, you know, what would be really interesting around what you do to, to see an article post around this topic. And then suddenly, because there'll be about 50 to 100 people on that, in that meeting, <laughs> we have more content than you'd ever have time to produce. Fantastic idea. We'll do it. Okay. Well, when, <laughs> when, when Daryl says it's a fantastic idea, uh, that was Daryl. That was not the official company policy of English and Englishmen. Well, 50 to 100 people talking at once, that's a brilliant idea. Do I get, do I get control of the, of the mute button or? No, we, we have control over yours, I think, would be there. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, um, let's not talk about what's made us sad this week let's let's bypass that because we're going to be discussing not a heavy subject but there'll be a certain amount of um depth to the whole subject of overwhelm i was hoping we might move on to that and um just on behalf of the listeners i just want to say about time like how far are we into the show we, oh, yeah. we advertised made the big promise at the start that we were going to do overwhelm and they were stressed. They thought we were going to have the magic bullet and now we get to what? How many minutes are we in? What's your timer say? What's that? We've got six. You know, we've got half the show to focus on overwhelm. So that's good. That's good. Oh, it's a positive spin. So I'm going to, pro I'm going to try and get you to cover three. Yep. Um, and try and keep it to three or four minutes per one. Um, but let's start with workload overwhelmed something that we're probably all familiar with for sure whether we're employed or employed or self-employed yeah thoughts on workload overwhelm yeah for sure well part of part of the the problem with with workload overwhelm is that there are just incredibly unrealistic expectations of what we can get done how and how long it's going to take we underestimate how much we how much time something is going to take us we massively underestimate it and this is true in 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 a job or true in you know with tweaking your website or with writing a post or doing anything that you haven't you haven't done confidently several times before yeah so that itself is setting yourself up for failure and you, and you call yourself a perfectionist as well then well what else do you do in the world that's perfect in your life mm. So you're setting yourself up for failure. And, and then, you know, with staff in, in, in the so-called nine to five, I mean, what a joke, nine to five. That was like, who, who actually is not taking calls on the weekend or answering emails or getting alerts mm. or getting notifications after hours? Does after hours even mean anything? Yeah. So overwork is a problem. Yeah. Um, and the, solution is to work less brilliant eh? now the solution is to is to work out what it is why it is that you're working on what it is that you're working on mm. because you give yourself permission to say actually i don't even need to bother about this yeah wow <laughs> it's very liberating how much of this plays into something else you've been talking about this week, the whole kind of um, financial return, emotional return, you know, do mm. we get, I know myself that how easy it is 
to become overwhelmed with workload if it's parts of the work that I have to do which I'm not so emotionally excited about. Does that make sense? No. Okay. Well, certain aspects, you know, so, so I, I, I really like the people contact part. Right. I don't, I, I like less the nuts and bolts processes part. For um, sure. So I will feel more overwhelmed with that than I would with the... Gotcha. So this, this one really ties into procrastination and it's really important um, because the reason that you don't like doing those... See, some people are quite the opposite of you. Some people would, they don't so much like the human contact. Maybe they feel more introverted or shy or, or, and they, 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 you know, that can overwhelm them, all right? Um, you know, because they could be introverts just like me, right? Oh, shock. <laughs> Every time I say, say I'm an introvert, people just, yeah, no. <laughs> so here's the thing, and this is really, really critical in dealing with overwhelm, I think. I mean, the tendency is to say, well, we just do it or build a process. What, what's the process? Step one, step two, step three. Okay, this is what you should do and then get this off your plate and just get started and that sort of thing. And I think that's unhelpful. I, well, I mean, I think obviously you can build a process, but I think it's really more a question of finding out why are you avoiding that particular thing? Now, you've already identified it for yourself. You just say, well, you're a people person. Mm. Great. So what I do is I would say, well, tie in that work that you're overwhelmed about. Let's say it's a spreadsheet that you've got to complete. How do you tie that in with who it is that you're serving, with you, the giver? And so the way you do that, well, maybe if it's a spreadsheet that you've got to complete or a proposal that you have to do, say the spreadsheet, you might actually have a photo at the bottom of the person that you're doing this for. Or if it's a proposal, this is what I do with proposals when I write them, which is not that often these days. Instead of just having them as a piece of paper or as a, as a Word document or a PDF, I do them as a video because that's more people-focused. Hey, hi there, Daryl. I can see where you are right now. Here's where we are as you discussed. Here's where you wanted to be as we discussed. Here's why that is important to you. And here's my solution. I've recorded it as a video, shared it with you, and I feel like I'm almost in the dialogue. Yeah. So that's you're tying good. into your real motivations here, yeah? That's good. Okay, let's, let's so we've touched on workload overwhelm. Let's, let's tap into something perhaps slightly more targeted, entrepreneurial overwhelm. Mm. And, yeah. and, and I think this comes up quite a lot. It probably comes up a lot in your work and a lot in mine. Yeah. Um, that people who are, have embarked on a, you know, started a business on their entrepreneurial journey. Um, it could be at any point on the journey, but suddenly they are unsure of what is needs to be next in terms of priorities and they're getting overwhelmed with all of that. Talk oh. us through some of that. Yeah, and then how to how to um just how to untangle that is really, really hard. And especially if you think the only way that I can make some money is to work longer hours. Yeah. And if you are doing hourly billing, 
then that even if you're not actually billing for the extra hours at night time because you're working you've got that mental mental connection of saying my t- you're saying time is money mm. time is not money uh but you're tying in your time to chargeable hours to a timesheet and that is a very uh limiting way of looking at your at your life and at your world so how how do we deal with that uh, around the entrepreneurial uh, overwhelm, and especially if the money isn't isn't coming in the way that it should, then well, once again, you, I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit of a crisis. I mean, you've spoken about your um, about the burnout thing with that amazing article that you wrote on LinkedIn. Sometimes you could be dragged away for whatever reason. There could be a relative in hospital or something, and you just have to focus on the essentials. Yeah. And once you do that, it's, it's, it's like you, you just climbed up the, the, the cliff and you actually get to see the view. You just say, this is what's important now. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's really, really valuable doing it this way because um, especially, as I say, I really tie this into procrastination because what we tend to do is beat ourselves up and... Um, and I mean, like for me, I'm fortunate. I don't have to beat myself up because I've got my colleague over in Perth there. And, uh, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and so like, he's as hard on me. It's like, he's the worst taskmaster you could imagine. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right. But the whole idea of saying, listen, this is not that important. What can I say no to? I have stopped people developing an entire podcast or building their own website or redoing their website a whole lot of thing that was completely overwhelming them yeah just by asking them why are you doing this why is this important even though it's something that i could help them to do i just say wait wait why why are you working with clients who don't appreciate you i'm getting on my high hobby horse now now you are, like me last week yeah um, wow <laughs> it's your turn we take turns um so i mean in terms of I mean, is part of it that people are trying to spread themselves? You know, I know even speaking to somebody this week, the tendency to try and spread yourself, the widen the net. Uh, oh, in terms in terms of who the what the market is that you're reaching, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, when I mean, I I don't tell people to pick a niche. I don't tell them to pick a vertical. I don't say the riches are in the niches using the American way, they say niche. I, I, don't, I don't say that because I don't believe it. Well, I don't believe it in general, but people want to keep their options open. And really, that's a bit like saying, I'm going to draw this canvas, I'm going to draw this amazing painting, but it's going to have no frame. It's just going to be an unlimited, like the frame is what makes the painting. Yeah. Once you can actually define, put some barriers around you're, I mean, you can't fight a fog. As soon as you can say, I'm going to let go of this, I'm not doing this, this is what I'm saying no to, um, it's very liberating. Mm. Well, I've, I've, I've known it myself in my own experience, you know. Yeah. I mean, I go back five and a half years, I, you know, LinkedIn trainer guy, you know. I was getting everything from job seekers to, you know, corporates, the whole yeah. thing it was just complicated so i had to to niche how long have we been connected now daryl i mean since you and i actually first met 
it's got to be approaching three years, I should think, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So we've both gone through like a massive evolution in terms of our businesses, yeah. in terms of uh, who it is that we're working with. Facial and hair. Facial hair. <laughs> and so... So we've we and we've both we we both realised that you know the thing that the message that I always like to have is inflatable goalposts. Mm-hmm. You just declare this goalpost, right? That was a win. You just declare anything as a win. Like we put on the the E and E show for week one, and we get like three people download it. Yep, it's a win. It's a win. We've got a recording now. We've got an asset. Maybe those three people are rich and they're going to send us money. Did I mention about the money? Should we put in a plug for the like a call to action here for them to send me money? Please give us money. I, so we'll set up. A, I didn't say us. Me, me. A patch, no, no. We'll set up a Patreon account, Patreon, <laughs> and then we'll start asking people to. Con- oh, actually, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes left. I want to cover mm-hmm. digital, digital overwhelm. Yeah. Now, let me just say, just. Fresh off of yesterday, I, I don't know what it was. I mean, I, uh, I, children had gone to bed. I, I was, I was just trying to. I was fiddling around with my LinkedIn profile like I do, and um, I just got to a point. Where I thought, no, I just got to get off. You know, it's like I feel like I've been in this digital space all yeah. day long, and it's like, ah, yeah. you know. And there's, you know, and some people talk about this fear of missing out thing. I mean, you know, some of the some of the strategies that that you might apply, I might apply to this whole kind of digital overwhelm thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, well, my strategies are quite unconventional. I mean, a lot of people say, look, you know, to put down your phone, don't have blue lights, like a blue light an hour before you go to bed, um, and and so on, and. Look, that works for, for some people, but I think the really big thing it's, um, is, I think one especially strong thing is to, uh, is to turn off a lot of your notifications. If you have Facebook on your phone, I mean, I got rid of Facebook on my phone. I haven't had it for five, six years, and I, I hardly ever log into Facebook now. Mm-hmm. Uh, LinkedIn notifications, uh, I, I can't remember, it was like a, 46 or something different kinds of notifications that you can get and if you're not if you're logged into linkedin anyway Mm. then you probably don't you're probably not going to miss all of these notifications but imagine and then you're getting emails as well about them congratulations it's daryl's daryl's birthday or it's the fourth anniversary of daryl changing his linkedin profile yet again it's like who cares and so so (laughs) everybody So I think turning off notifications is a very simple thing to do and, and, and still that, that, that's, that's a really big help. And I think also that ability to, to just to try to be present with the family, with those around you yeah. as much as you can. And speaking of which, you know, when you're on the front, just hang on, just, just hang on a sec. Daryl, it's got some, somebody more important to, just texting me. Oh, really? Okay, oh, friends. Well, whilst he's doing this, I think we. Yeah. Nice no, that's great. Oh, conversation without him. Yeah, maybe. just yeah. Well, nobody listens to you anyway. It's okay. Daryl, I'm back. Wonderful, my friend. Two minutes. Two minutes. 
so just wrapping that up do you think that um i mean i've been a one platform guy for probably three years now i i saw it coming it was strategic it wasn't just that i wanted to be less spread out but i think you know the reality is we can't be across multiple platforms and do them well can we let's let's be realistic well, I mean, it's, I, I think in reality, I mean, I, I pretty much dumped Twitter. Facebook is like once a week for 20 minutes for, to tell people, sorry, I missed your message. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just on LinkedIn. Yeah. But the, I, I think the really deeper question is, is not so much which platform I need to be on, but why am I there in the first place? Precisely. What am I, what am I, who am I serving here? Yeah. And, how am I benefiting? How are they benefiting? You know, sometimes people are just afraid to switch off because they think nobody's going to miss me, but they will miss us. They will miss us. If they don't watch the English and Englishman show, then it will be devastating. Now I have to do a call out to Olga Kirschenbaum because she was, she was very upset that I mentioned somebody else last week before I mentioned her. That's, that's wrong. We She's do tough. Olga and me entirely for that one. Yeah. Um, we also want to try and encourage people to join the uh, the English and Englishman VIP. VIP. I want to call it a list. I hate that, you know, community, the, the little tribe that we're going no, to... You mean like sign up on, the, or give us their email? Sign address, up. Yeah, exactly. And then can we send them junk? Like, what do we do? We send them discounts? We give them free, like McDonald's? What, what are we sending them? What do, what do they get for that? All we're sending in at the moment is, is the notification that the show, this show is the notification that the show is on. But they get it earlier than everybody else. I need to. I need to tell you that somebody very, very important in Sydney, not me. There is another important person in Sydney. Just told me I've seen all of these notifications about the show, but I didn't actually see the show. I said, "Are you on the email list?" You know what he said? No. Well, do you know what I'm going to say about that? I'm going to say. <laughs> that was the that was the highlight of the show. That was the highlight. Of, like, it was a pretty flat show today. You got to admit, it was not that funny. I mean, overwhelm. It was not a lot of fun. Pretty good. I thought it was very good. lots of value in there, Mr. English. I'm going to wind up the show. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Englishman. I look forward to next week, and we don't even know what that topic is yet. So I don't. I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon, my friend.